Hi, welcome to Leadership with Randy. I'm Randy Powell. Today you're listening to Highlights of Lessons in Leadership, our weekly conversation with inspiring people sharing some of those stories and lessons from their journey. I always wanted to do something with immigration. I'm very active in the community and I do a lot of projects, but there wasn't something that like spoke to who I am and where I come from. And a huge, a major passion of mine was immigration. And another big part we have would be the story campaign. Um, just to have those stories published is probably like, we hope it's inspiration or I guess motivation for other immigrants to know that people have struggled and have gone through these difficulties, but look, they came on the brighter side and they're living off their dreams and they have successful lives here. We're listening to highlights today of our conversation with Komal Preet and Jasneet Kwar, two high school students who launched their own nonprofit entity to help other immigrant families find the resources and inspiration they need to pursue their own American dream. The Eye of an Immigrant has allowed Komal and Jasneet to interview other immigrant entrepreneurs and capture some of the lessons from their journey as well as those of their own families. Now let's go back and hear some more highlights of our exciting conversation with Jasneet and Komal. Um, my parents are from two small villages. They lived about three to four hours away from each other. And my mom was in more danger than my dad because the Indian government, which meant the police in this case, was coming and picking up anyone in their preteens or young adults and killing them on the spot. But when you go out, if you're like simply going to get groceries or simply just walking down your village or whatever, you're in danger no matter what. And people stayed locked in their homes at all times. So um, my paternal grandparents were like, okay, we need to send him away because he was the youngest and he had five other older siblings. So they sent him to Europe and my dad was like town hopping in Europe, which sounds really fun, but not in that circumstance. My paternal grandparents actually sent my dad away first. He um, actually landed in England, the UK, for the beginning of his childhood. They sent him away when he was like just a baby, just out of the fear and the dangers of where they were living. And then with my mom, she actually was arranged to marry my dad um, when they were younger, actually. So my dad came back from to back to India from America, and that's where they got arranged. And then both of them returned back to America in Kansas just to start a family, just for, you know, safer reasons. Girls are less than men back in India, which um, kind of still lives. And so girls were supposed to go to school for a few years. And then when you turn around 18, you need to start learning like how to cook and clean and take care of people. And then right after like you get into the swing of those things, you take, you take over your mom's job and you start doing that for your mom, which when you have a son, it's celebrated. Like you're going to give sweets out, traditional sweets out to all your families. You're going to give out traditional outfits to all your families. You're going to throw parties. Like it's, it's an amazing thing that you had a son born. When a daughter is born, they do the complete opposite. And they're like, it's like they mourn, they mourn that a daughter was born you would be limited to what your parents did and you would have to follow in their footsteps usually. And there was really no leeway in moving up or down a caste system. You would pretty much just stay put throughout your whole life. And you were born into a caste. You, could, you couldn't like marry out or like just change your caste because you had more money. It was no, what is your dad's occupation? That is what caste you are in. So men primarily do all 
the work and then women um, just take care of things at home so that we were going to get married into those families, those families where the son does all the farming and the woman do all the take care, taking care of stuff at home. The choice was for my parents to leave. It was just like the right thing for my grandparents to do. And I think they saw the danger of their community and all the opportunity in another country. My, when we moved to Kansas, my mom worked two jobs um, over 40 hours a week. And my dad worked at night. I barely saw him. Throughout those times, it was a really difficult time in their lives just because they didn't know any of the language. They didn't have any support here in America established. And they were just trying to find their way around and just to start a better life for their future family. Growing up, my parents both worked in the restaurant business. So it'd be pretty long hours. And I would like hardly get to see them because of like their polarizing schedules. But I remember they'd always be so happy and they would always come home with like food from work and they would like bring cakes and cookies and steaks and fries, whatever. And just to see them happy with where they were at in life and just so grateful for what they had. Even if we were in our smaller house, I just remember that our house was just full of laughter and love and joy whenever possible, whenever we got together. But that's one thing we do. We started with small businesses in Kansas City and local artists in Kansas City. And we shared their stories, either coming from immigrant families or being an immigrant themselves. Um, We decided we wanted to become more of a hub or a center for immigrants to come to, more of like an access point. Because when we were doing our research, we saw that there was a big disconnect between like existing, existing resources and current users. The paperwork. It is so tedious, time-consuming, and expensive. So whether you're applying for a naturalization, if you want a visa, um, a work employment authorization card, whatever it may be, the application is very tedious. And it even goes into details like about your grandparents. Some of those things were really hard because families didn't know how to either get their hands on that information or how to not fill out that information. If you need a lawyer, then the lawyer, depending on the lawyer you hire, they might charge hourly or they might charge based on your case. So around six, $7,000 for a family just to submit their paperwork and not even get it, just submit it. And then if they deny it, you don't get the money back. It's gone. I think we'll really keep this up. This is a passion project for the both of us. And I would feel like all the time and dedication we've already spent to this, I think we'll continue it in college. I would say technology is really going to help us in our future if we do end up parting ways. But I think Kamal and I are going to be pretty good business partners for the rest of our lives. I hope you enjoyed these highlights of our conversation with Kamal and Jasneet and hearing about their work with The Eye of an Immigrant. You can learn more about their work at theeyeofanimmigrant.org. You can hear the full conversation at this site or see the video of our talk at leadershipwithrandy.com. Now let's get out there and work hard to make a difference. Keep believing, dreaming, and doing big things. I hope to see you again soon. Bye.